listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. So thanks for joining us. My guest today is Allie Larkin. Allie's here to talk to us about her new book, Stay, a wonderful little novel. So we'll have Allie on just in a moment. But first, you know, I always like to give helpful tips, advice, articles, things I thought would be noteworthy for you to learn and uh, read about and listen to. So today I found a real interesting article on PetPlace.com. article was written by Dr. Joan Capuzzi, and the article is called Fetching the Top Dog of Your Life. And it talks a little bit about uh, finding the right and perfect dog for you and your family. And as you've heard me talk, uh, most of the time we're out selecting our pets, they select us. They tend to show up at our doorstep or at the rescue or somewhere where we least expect it. But obviously making yourself aware of what type of dog that you're going to bring into your family and the lifetime commitment behind it is very, very important. And Dr. Capuzzi uh, talks a little bit about that. And uh, she states that bringing a dog into your home is a commitment for the lifetime of the dog. But with careful planning prior to getting your dog, you can lay the foundation for a beautiful partnership that you and your dog will both cherish. So I think that's very suitable. Some of the tips that she gives in successfully integrating a dog into your life, uh, you know, she says it requires careful planning. And you should ask yourself several questions and answer them honestly before bringing an animal, a dog, into your life. First of all, the first question is, can your lifestyle support the demands of a dog? This is a 24-7 commitment, and obviously dogs need walked and fed and played and mentally stimulated, so can your lifestyle support the demands of the dog? Secondly, why do you want a dog? Big question. You may think you want one. Make sure it's not on a whim. Third is, which dog breeds are most likely to fit the bill, fit into your lifestyle, fit into the type of animal that you want in your life? You have to look at things like whether you're wanting to have a male or a female or whether you want a puppy or more of an adult dog. So there's a lot of questions, a lot of things you should consider and do your research ahead of time to make sure you bring the right perfect dog into your life so you can have a long-lasting and fun-filled relationship. Uh, of course, to find out more uh, information about this article, Fetching the Top Dog for Your Life, you can visit the Animal Rights blog on Pet Life Radio. Go to PetLifeRadio.com, click on Animal Rights, click over to the blog, and we'll have the link to the article as well as some tidbits in there for you as well. So do your research before bringing that wonderful dog into your life. And I think uh, we'll have Allie on here in a minute and she can tell us a little bit about that. Her experiences around that as well. I'm sure she's got a few. So we're going to take a little commercial break, give our sponsors an opportunity to tell us about all their wonderful things. We'll come right back to Allie Larkin. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Buster, you're telling me my dog food products can't go on your shelves? That's right. Didn't pass one of my Petco certified nutrition checklists. Sorry, Wayne. Who made these checklists? Geniuses. Very smart guys. Well, it's good enough for most grocery stores. Do you see cheese puffs on my shelves? Mayonnaise? Soda pop? No. That's because I ain't running no grocery store, Wayne. Your pets will get better nutrition, I guarantee it. Petco, with healthy pets go. Enter the code LUCKY10, L-U-C-K-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. How would you 
like your business to reach out and invite in our audience. We have a brand new trademark concept called Info Seeds. Info Seeds are short 20 second seeds of information about your place of business, practice, or service. Is the best, most cost effective way to invite us in. We only have a limited number of slots left. For more information, visit the website petliferadio.com. Click on sponsorship information. There you can listen to a sample of Info Seed. Remember, only a limited number of opportunities are available. Hi, everybody. I'm Megan Blake here with my sidekick, Super Smiley. The giant mutt and spokes dog for throwaways. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, and I'd like to tell you about our brand new show, A Super Smiley Adventure. Our show explores adventures with animals. They can be traveling, out in the world trips, or inner journeys where our animals lead us to inspiration and self-discovery, or just plain fun adventures. Join us here on Pet Life Radio on A Super Smiley Adventure. Good boy. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is your host, Tim Link. And joining me now is the author of the recently released novel, Stay. It's Allie Larkin. Allie, welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Thank you so much. It's so nice to chat with you. Oh, we're pleased to have you on board. And I uh, want to tell the audience a little bit about the uh, the book Stay and uh, how you came about uh, coming up with the book. Well, it started as a writing exercise in a college class, actually. And then it just kind of stuck with me, the characters. I couldn't stop thinking about them. The book is about a woman who accidentally buys a German Shepherd off the internet from Slovakia, which is exactly the opposite of what you were just talking about. <laughs> exactly. Good lead in. <laughs> and it is fiction. You know, it's, it's, we can't have our characters in fiction always do the perfect thing all the time or we wouldn't have a story. But, you know, obviously you should not do that. You shouldn't get drunk and watch Rin Tin Tin and buy a German Shepherd off the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of those match up well together. <laughs> no, no, it's a bad combo all around. But I do have two German Shepherds who are not internet purchases. And uh, it was really neat to get to tell a story about German Shepherds because they're amazing dogs. Yeah, they, they really are. They really are fantastic dogs. And I've helped uh, rescue quite a few of them and gotten in, positioned in their right and perfect forever homes and get a very good friend who is definitely uh, pro German Shepherds. She just falls in love with them. They're great dogs. So now you mentioned that uh, the novel's based on a heartbroken woman and her new German Shepherd. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that uh, getting a dog over the Internet. Now, I don't know of anybody that's gotten their dog from Slovakia. I have to mention, have to, <laughs> have to say that. But I also have to say I probably know a few people that have had a few two cocktails and have uh, purchased a dog over the Internet. Walk us through the process of that. That given the ending of the story, uh, how does the, uh, the woman in the book, uh, in the novel, actually heal her heart a little bit uh, by adopting this wonderful German Shepherd? Well, I mean, I think I think dogs in general heal our hearts. I think there's that unconditional love there. And I think that Van, my main character, was so alone and she needed a family. And this dog gave her an instant family and gave her that love that she needed so that she could go out into the world and take some risks in her life and know that there was someone who was there for her at home who was going to love her no matter what. And I think that's that's kind of the core of the story is is what you can do when you have unconditional love what you can accomplish and and what dogs do for us, which is nothing short of wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you'd mentioned that you do have two German shepherds in your life, uh, Argo and Stella. Yeah. 
Now, does uh, did you draw from their experiences to match up with the dog in your book, which uh, is Joe, the main character of German Shepherd here? Does Joe match up to Argo and Stella? How did you use that uh, real-life experience in writing the stories? Well, Argo definitely inspired the dog in the story. I had written a scene where Van's, you know, the love of Van's life gets married to her best friend and she's heartbroken. And then I didn't know what would happen next. And I was outside raking leaves with Argo one day before we'd gotten Stella and just looked at him and thought, you know, he changed my life. And I know a dog would change Van's life. So I, I just wrote some scenes to see what would happen and it worked. But in the first couple of drafts, Argo's, Argo is a very, well-behaved dog for the most part. He's exuberant, but he doesn't, he didn't have any real puppy antics, you know? He's pretty laid back and he's very sensitive. So if you look at him funny, then he pouts, you know? So, but when we got Stella, she was, she was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) She was really crazy. She was like 13 months when we got her and she was just all over the place. And it took a really long time to kind of get her settled into our family. So she definitely inspired some of Joe's antics in the book. And I think that Joe is kind of a combination of Argo and Stella because a dog like Argo just doesn't seem realistic almost. <laughs> you know, truth is stranger than fiction sometimes. And Argo's just too easy. And I thought if she's getting this dog, she's never had a dog before. She's never had a German Shepherd. She's not going to go to the airport and pick up a German Shepherd and everything's going to be fine. That's not what's going to happen. Exactly. And I think it's a good point you bring up, too, going back to uh, what I mentioned at the top of the hour about doing your research, finding the right perfect dog. You know, in real life, you can have a particular breed of dog like a German Shepherd, and they're going to have some characteristics, some things that are similar with each other. But in reality, don't you find that their personalities are always unique? Oh, yeah, they're so different. And I, I liked what you were talking about, about uh, like a male or female dog, because there's a lot of characteristics that Argo has that Stella doesn't. Some of the things they do that I think are, are some in some ways male and female differences. Argo likes to be like right next to us and Stella kind of hangs back and sees what's going on. But their personalities are so different. They do a few things the same way, but they're, I mean, they're as different as people are really. Yeah, they are. I mean, it's their own unique personalities, just like we do. And, uh, you know, there is something to the male and female. You'll, you'll definitely get some different energies from that. But, but you know, it's just like humans as well. Uh, you can have a male dog and they have experienced a lot of, uh, you know, affection. They want that attention. They want to be close at hand where you would probably expect that more out of maybe the female. And that's not always the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Argo's kind of, he wants to be a lap dog, um, <laughs> but he's like 105 pounds. So that gets painful. exactly Uh, goodness now tell us a little bit about the process now this is your first novel correct yeah it is my first book and you had mentioned about actually starting this exercise as a college class can you walk us through that Sure. Um, I had a college creative writing class and we had a writing exercise where we had to take some words from a piece of paper and make a sentence and then write for five minutes, just whatever came to our head after that sentence. So my sentence was separation is a battle and I wrote for five minutes and I think it was the worst thing I'd ever written. It was terrible. It was so melodramatic. It was one of those, like, if I die in a car accident, I hope nobody knows that this is the last thing I wrote, you know? (laughs) But then we had to revise one of our writing exercises several times. And in revising it, I picked that one because it was the worst. And in revising it, Van showed up. I just, 
something about her just got exciting. It was like, I want to know more about this character. So I wrote a short story and then I put that in a drawer for several years and got a job and stopped writing and everything. And then finally went back to it when I was asked to join a writing group and just wanted to know more about that character still. So this whole process has really just been that I really like Van. I really couldn't let go of her. I wanted to see what would happen and I wanted to tell the best story I could for her. But it all started with a sentence. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? I love how that whole process of writing comes about because you can have some great stories and sometimes they take off and you write basically a whole book. And other times it has to sit there and simmer a little bit. And I love your comment about Van. You know, here we're talking about a fictional character, correct? <laughs> I know she's not real. I do know that. <laughs> and you want to you want to see how she develops and how she solves it. And even though you're the writer behind it, you know, it's her life and you buy into that character and uh, you want to see it through. And I think that's a great thing about writing. It is. It's almost like watching a movie. It's it's just as exciting to see what's going to happen on my end of things as it is for someone reading what I wrote. You know, I want to know too. And that's why I keep writing. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember those uh, creative writing classes. Yeah, I remember uh, I had a uh, a teacher one time that said, okay, we're going to write your – everyone has to write their obituary. Ooh. You pick the topic in the tragedy, you write the obituary, and of course we start writing this uh, obituary. And I would say 70%, maybe 80% of the class, everyone died in a car accident. Oh, no. and, be- and before we could actually read our obituaries, the teacher said, I want to let you all know that anybody that wrote their obituary saying they're going to die in a car accident, you're automatically going to get a grade lower because that's showing no imagination whatsoever. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, great. I'm, I'm already a C student. Now that'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> So that's great. We're going to take a little bit of break here, give our sponsors an opportunity to tell us about what's going on in their world. Um, Then we're going to come back with Allie Larkin to talk more about the book Stay. So everybody hang tight. We'll continue our conversation in a moment. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash Lucky, L-U-C-K-Y, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Love My Pets, the new single by Mark Winter, available on iTunes. Hi guys, this is Skyler Samuel. 
Hi, this is Rochelle Seth from the Twilight franchise. Hey, what's going on? It's Tyler James Williams from Everybody Needs Chris. Hey guys, it's Caroline Sunshine from the new movie Marmaduke. You are listening to the amazing, unstoppable Kristen Powers. Pets Rock. Pets Rock. Pets Rock. Pets Rock. Pets Rock on Pet Life Radio. Hey everyone, this is Kristen Powers of Pets Rock at Pet Life Radio. We'll see you next time. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. With uh, author Allie Larkin, her new book "Stay." Now, how does that sound, Allie? Author Allie Larkin. <laughs> you know, I'm still getting used to it, but I like it. <laughs> it is. It's great. The first time you publish, I know the first time I published my book. Uh, it's just uh, it finally hits home when you see the book out there and you can hold it and and read it and you get comments back from it. And next thing you know, you're an author. It's uh, it's an amazing process. I encourage people to of all sorts, whatever the story is you have to tell, to get it out there. Yeah, no, it really it really has been amazing, and it's been so neat to talk to people who love my characters. That's been really an honor. <laughs> exactly. Now, tell us a little bit about that whole process of writing. You mentioned you started with a, a, a sentence, and you developed it, stuck in the drawer, brought it back. Once you decide to sit down and actually put this into book form, tell us about the process after that of writing it and going and finding a publisher and all that. How was that experience and what length of time did it take to see that to fruition? You know, I don't know how long I was really sitting down and just writing from beginning to end, but the writing exercise that Stay started from was in 2002 and Stay came out in hardcover last year and in paperback this year. And um, so it's been a long time. It's definitely been a long time. I wrote and rewrote so many times. I think I've deleted way, way more than I actually have in the book. Um, you kind of have to get fearless with the delete key when you're writing a story. And um, and then I, I set out to look for an agent and got some rejection letters and had to learn how to live with that. And, um, you know, but it's been, it's been a long process, but it's been great. And it's been exciting to put myself out there. I think that's something I had a really hard time getting over the, the hump of doing that. You know, there was some fear involved in, in putting my work out in the world and it's nice to get past that. It's nice to do what I love. And that's been really exciting because it's a long process to find an agent. It's a long process to get published. But it was also nice because like Van, my dogs were here for me and they didn't care if I got a rejection letter. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, those rejection letters are just one step forward to when we receive our yes, our acceptance exactly. letters. Exactly. I always say that it meant I was in the game. You know, I was trying and that was that was a part of it. That's the first step, like you said. Absolutely. Now, for uh, new authors out there, new writers that are looking to publish maybe their first book, what would you say are the biggest challenges in actually uh, for a new author coming out? I think, I mean, I think writing the book is really the first challenge. A lot of times it's hard without having somebody demanding your work. It's really hard to keep going. It's hard to not put your work aside to go do something else, you know, to, to make it important when it is, for all intents and purposes, a hobby at the time, you know, it's really hard to keep going. I have a writing group that I still work with and we had eight pages a week due and we'd bring pages and discuss them. And that made all the difference. I had, I had people making me accountable because I knew it was something I wanted to do. So having other people on board to make me accountable made all the difference. And just to have that support and that feedback and the constructive criticism 
I really believe you need feedback on your work. I think it's too easy to be too close to it. So I think finding some sort of supportive community for yourself is probably the the best first step you can take. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, joining writing groups, uh, writers clubs, associations, things of this sort, building a, a group that can, like you said, support you as and as well as be critical about your work. And I always found writing uh, – when I get into writing, whether it's for an article or for a magazine or for a book, I tend to leave out some of the important bits because for some reason, I assume everybody knows. And they, they don't know because I haven't told them yet. So Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's really hard to know what has come across and what hasn't if you don't have people reading your work. It just is because it is all in your head. <laughs> it all makes sense up there. Exactly, exactly. What would you say the most rewarding part of uh, being published? Really getting to talk to other, you know, other readers, because at first I'm a book nerd, you know, before anything else, I am, I am a reader and, um, and I'm a dog lover. And the greatest thing about stay is that the people that I get to talk with about my book are readers and dog lovers. So that's really exciting. You know, I've done some touring and gotten to see some really cool bookstores and, and just talk with people about their dogs. I've also gotten to do some, uh, like some of my events, we've had rescue organizations show up with dogs for people to meet since you shouldn't buy them off the internet. Um, <laughs> so that's been really cool too. It's been just amazing to meet meet the dogs, but also meet these people who work so hard to get homes for these dogs. And, you know, the tour to me, uh, when I published my book, Wagging Cells, you know, we went out on an intensity tour across the nation and it was exciting, you know, to be on, on TV and in the bookstores and the signings. But the one key thing we did, similar to what you had, had done, is we invited rescue groups to work with us in each and every city. So every television show, radio show, book signing, they were there and, and trying to get exposure to them and get donations. And that was the most rewarding part, seeing those animals come in and uh, supporting me through this because uh, the tours can be pretty exhausting oh yeah it's i mean it's it's hard to travel sometimes but it is also really exciting and it it is nice when you have those when it's about more than just you you know when it's about helping animals too that's really great it kind of keeps you going a little bit more so and i just i'm always overwhelmed by how amazing rescue people are i really am it's just it's amazing yeah, it's very rewarding work, but it's very hard work. I'm a former president of a uh, rescue organization myself, and uh, it's when you see the animals come in and you get them placed in the right and perfect forever homes, it's just extremely rewarding. But there's a lot of uh, a lot of challenges and a lot of hard work that goes into it. So big, you know, we do give big kudos to the rescue organizations. Yeah, yeah, no, it's an amazing thing to do. All right, so now stay came out in hardback. Now it's in paperback. So the next question is going to be obvious. What else you got in the pipeline? What you working on that we can expect? I'm working on something completely new uh, with brand new characters. But I really I miss Van, and I would love to know what she's up to. So I hope to get to write another book with these characters again in the future. So getting the book out there and getting published, did it really get your author juices flowing to want to do more and more uh, writing? Yeah. Oh, I'm not done. I think this is this is just who I am. I have to keep writing. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we'll keep us apprised on your next projects. And meanwhile, uh, where can uh, people find the book Stay? It's wherever books are sold. There <laughs> you go. I like that. So it's available in all, uh, all major bookstores as well as online. And you can obviously find out more about Allie Larkin by going to AllieLarkinWrites.com. You can find out more about her and as well. We'll have our link on the Animal Rights page. So the book, once again, is Stay, a novel by Allie Larkin. Great book. Allie, congratulations, and uh, keep us Thank posted you. in the future as well what you got going on. 
Great. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Our pleasure. Thanks for being on the show. So we're uh, coming to the end of the show today. Once again, thank everyone for listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. And also thank Allie Larkin for being on the show today. And thank you to our sponsors and producers for making this show possible. To find out more about me, Tim Link, and other guests and other shows that we have had on Pet Life Radio, you can visit my site on animal rights. Just go to PetLifeRadio.com. Click on the animal rights icon and you can download all of our shows and keep posted on the latest, greatest going on. As well as while you're there, read the blogs for all those helpful tips and advice and those wonderful articles that I run across as well. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out all the other hosts. We've got a whole plethora of hosts and topics that are covered on Pet Life Radio, so it's PetLifeRadio.com. If you have any questions for me, any comments or ideas for the show, or people you would like to see interviewed on the show, you can always email me at Tim at PetLifeRadio.com. That's Tim at PetLifeRadio.com. And I'll do my very best to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and bring on the people you want to hear from the most onto the show. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life, share it in a blog, article, or in a book, and who knows, you may be the next guest on Animal Rights Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.